are we there yet? How many days left? If you're a teacher, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Today is all about summer break, summer rest, summer rejuvenation, summer work, summer healing, all the important things that this season brings. Yes, we are so close or you're already there, but now is the time to start prioritizing your summer break. We've learned over the years that rest doesn't just happen, which is why today we're talking about the, a few key ways to prioritize, aka actually have and enjoy your summer break. We'll keep it simple so that this true summer break shifts from a dream to a real, doable, sustainable reality. Welcome to today's episode, Rest Doesn't Just Happen, Three Ways to Prioritize Your Summer Break. Hello and welcome, I'm Joe Karlovsky. And I'm Jessica Bauer. We're two educators that are obsessed with growth. We're living the beauty of shifting behaviors and taking control of our mindset. And we wanna let you in on the magic and continue to bloom together. This podcast is inspired by Jennifer Gonzalez. We believe that everyone needs to find their marigolds. If you can find at least one marigold in your life and stay close to them, you will grow. Find more than one and you will positively thrive. Think of this podcast as a virtual workshop. We'll dig into tips, tools, and advice for personal, professional, and community growth. We share our learning through the lens of an educator because that's what we know, but these tools work for anyone. We'll also invite you to take action because change doesn't happen without it. And the best part of the podcast is that we're doing the work right alongside you. Let's dig in. This is the Marigold Force Podcast. Time for the cleanse. This is an opportunity to pause and check in with yourself and those around you before diving into something. I don't always like the cleanse when I first get going, but I continue to see that this helps me stay committed to the work while also bringing awareness to my own energy and the energy of those around me. So Joel, how are you doing right now? Um, I'm a little tired. Um, in Minnesota, it's getting hotter outside. And so it's like that weird weather where you're like, do you put on the AC? Do you not put on the AC? So I'm just noticing like, Probably didn't get my best night's sleep, not a horrible night's sleep, but just a little tired and just mm -hmm. noticing that my body still needs to adjust to this heat and that's okay. How about you? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like the last days of school, weeks of school, I was like, ah, how's this going to happen? Okay, we're fine. Ah, what's going on next year? Okay, we're fine. So yeah. I'm on one of the, the downward in the valleys where I'm feeling, okay, here we yeah. go. I'm feeling good. I slept well. Right, yeah. Happy to be here. Love it. That's it. So I invite you all to pause the podcast for a moment to check in with yourself. How are you feeling right now? Do any of these situations sound familiar? You're getting scary close to burnout, or maybe you're already there. You've been running on empty for a while now, but there's still so much to do and no time to slow down. As the weekend rolls around, you pull out your lesson plan book, the papers to be graded, and open that work email to catch up on everything. Yet, you're longing to get a place where working on the weekends is a distant memory. If you said, yep, that's me, to just one of those scenarios, you're in the right place. I have a few tips and tricks that might help. You're going to want to get your hands on a free guide Jesse and I created for you, Four Secrets to Fight Teacher Burnout. From clear and healthy boundaries to simple, sustainable systems, this guide will show you how 
you the secrets to making this happen. It's a mini manifesto of all our Marigold Force insights. Head to guide.themarigoldforce.com slash burnout to grab your free guide. Again, that's guide.marigoldforce.com slash burnout. It's also linked in our show notes. We are almost to summer break. On our end, Jesse, we have less than two weeks left. Ugh, I can't believe it. But if I'm honest, I always get a little anxious about summer because I know that I want to prioritize it, but I'm usually too tired to have a clear enough head and heart to think about and dream about it. I can definitely relate. Summer for me can be a little bit like a big pendulum, lots of rest and doing very little or trying to do a lot of things that I can easily get done during the school year or trying to constantly find that perfect balance of a little work and a lot of play and it can be tricky. And then suddenly summer break turns into summer anxiety. <laughs> Which is why we are doing something about it. We're going to name three ways to prioritize our summer break, but first let's get to reflecting and sharing some stories so that we can make sure we're actually prioritizing the type of summer that works best for our own individual needs, not some fantasy person. Mm -hmm. So Jesse, think of your perfect summer, the summer that makes you go, ah, oh, that is just what I needed. Think of your past summer breaks. What are some of your favorite summer break moments? And what are some of your summer break moments that did not go how you would like, like too much work or too much rest or too much ambiguity? So what does the ideal summer look like? And what does the unideal summer look like and feel like okay. for you? Um, I think the ideal summer, I always try to find it like that good balance. So working on things like the Marigold Force and Love any it. other like summer learning that I'm working on that just requires a little bit more work. Yeah. It, whatever you want to call it, it's work. Um, and then I love getting to uh, Lake Harriet does free yoga all summer, right by Lake Harriet mm. um, in Uptown in Minneapolis where I live. So the perfect summer for me would be starting my day with that little sunrise yoga, um, working for a couple hours and then meeting my teacher friends, Rachel and Nicole at Lake of the Isles for a quick jaunt around the lakes. Um, and then like lunch with my husband and a lot of reading. And I think what I'm learning too is I get into this, like, I don't do well with no structure at all, but I also can get crazy with too much structure. Sure. So that's always my biggest struggle is like kind of having a schedule, but because if I completely go rogue, then I get to a place where, like I didn't work on that project at all for like a week. Now I have to like spend 12 hours every day working it on it, or if I have too much of a schedule, the like yoga and the fun and the relaxing parts don't feel fun and relaxing. So that's, that's a bit of my perfect summer. And then my, like getting too scheduled or too loosey goosey would be what doesn't feel good to me, what doesn't work well for me, which brings me that summer anxiety. So I don't really have like a clean, simple, this is what I'm going to be doing to avoid all that because I know my tendencies, but yeah. I think it's just like kind of a day, kind of like we do what we do with the cleanse, like sure. taking a moment every day, like, okay, what do I want this day to look like? And being a little bit more intentional with it before I start rather than reflecting at the end, like what the heck, or yeah. I don't know, if that it. makes sense at all. It does. <laughs> How about for you, Joel? What is that? Like, what are your, some of your favorite summer break moments? What's a perfect summer look like? Or um, my perfect summer has vacation or vacations in it for mm -hmm. sure. So just a pure time to like get away, 
get a, get out of Minneapolis and just see things from a different perspective, whether that's a big trip or just a small trip. Mm. Um, my ideal summers have like a little bit more of everything. So like a little bit more sleeping in, a little bit more naps, a little bit more reading, a little bit more walks, a little bit more hanging out with friends, but not like that huge pendulum shift of like, now I'm going to sleep until eight every day. Like, nope, maybe just seven or maybe just even 630. Like that's already more than currently. Um, and not like booking something every day with a friend, but like, huh, two, three times a week, hang out with some people, um, a little bit more gardening, being outside, um, just things that give me joy and, and also like a little bit of work. So like, I know similar to you, like I love a little bit of structure. So it's like, cool. I know these are some things I'm going to be doing over the summer. So I'm going to use like my brain power still, but not too much that I can't rest and just, you know, and I think the opposite of that is just not prioritizing those little things. So like, you know, working a little too much so that I can't be in the garden or working a little too much that I can't, it feels too stressful to hang out with friends and making sure that, um, I am doing those things, not necessarily in like a rigid way, but just in, um, I like what you said, just waking up and saying, huh, how do I feel today? And just responding like that, because usually during the school year, it's so rigid and it's so structured mm-hmm. that should just allow myself the ability to say, huh, it's 1030 and I'm hungry. I'm going to eat 1030 lunch or like it's 1030 yeah. or it's noon and I'm not hungry. I'm going to eat like a two o'clock lunch, you know, like all those things that during the school year, you don't even get to think about. So, yeah. So using 20 words or less, and you can use your fingers if you need to think about it, name a few things that you want to prioritize over the summer, 20 words or less. Okay. I feel like mine's going to be less than 20 words. That's just um, Yoga, swimming, time in nature, and reading and learning in the sun. Love it. Eight words. Yeah. Your turn, Joel. Um, husband, vacation, son, oh <laughs> laughing, <laughs> friends, walks, um, nature. I'm pretty simple. I think that's, if I get yeah. those, I'm good. You know, um, I feel bad. I forgot my husband and my friends, and my family, but they're in there too. You already said it. You already said it. And if there's <laughs> one thing you're not going to be doing this summer, what would it be? Like, nope. Um, not doing it this summer. One thing I'm not going to do this summer are large, like stretches of work or like tasks. Um, I think I've told you this in the past, so I can tend to go down like organizing, like paths and like organizing and projects and things that, oh, I wish I had a a better system for this. And I can like all of a sudden spend like eight hours on this like household task, which is falls under the category of work. Um, So the one thing I'm going to avoid are like large work projects that take me longer than like half the day. So I don't start going into all work and no play mode. Cause I think that's where it starts. That's where I start to swing the other direction. So that's the one thing I'm going to avoid this summer. How about you, Joel? What's one thing you're going to avoid? Um, I'm going to try to practice what I've been preaching with the teachers these days, which is just, I'm going to let myself rest. So, and not, I'm not going to allow myself to do any specific, specific plans for next year until August. So like Mm. we can do some generic plans. We can do some generic schedules, all that stuff. Sure. Just to get an idea, Mm -hmm. but like not getting too specific now because things will always change. 
we might have 20 students not come back next year. So all of a sudden rosters change, whatever it is like, so not getting super specific or tied down to a specific schedule or a plan, like having some beautiful prototypes or, or general enough plans to feel good, but like, nope, I don't want to put all this energy in before yeah. it gets a little closer to the year. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much. That really helped to do that reflection first so that we know what to actually prioritize. It just feels a bit more doable. So let's get to the three ways to prioritize your summer break now. And remember, Marigolds, these are our ideas. You can adjust them and make them authentic to you. Um, we'll share a strategy to prioritize your summer break. We'll share what that might look like, sound like, and be like for us. And finally, we'll share why it's important to do that in order to prioritize our break. Okay, so let's do it. Strategy number one is define your boundaries before break. And to remind us all, boundary is declaring, here's what I can do, here's what I can't do. Mm -hmm. So why is this important to you, Jesse? And what might that look like? Your boundaries, your summer boundaries. Um, one boundary that worked really well for me last summer was um, not getting together with any friends or making any commitments um, before 11 o'clock. I know Ooh. I have. Yeah, this worked really. And it helped me to keep like, okay, from nine to 11, that's when I do any projects or work. So that was really helpful um, for me. And then I got my little bit of work done and it's really easy for me to like let go and leave it at home and then enjoy the rest of the day when I have that 11 o'clock hard stop. And then all the fun stuff doesn't filter in into that chunk of work time. So that worked well for me. So I'm going to stick to that one. I cannot get together with anyone or do anything before 11 o'clock. Love it. Mm -hmm. um, what does define your boundaries before break look like for you, Joel? Um, I think my big boundary is just going to be absolute yes or absolute no. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't want a gray summer. I think we've had due to everything through a little more of an ambiguous year of just like, it's hard to say yes to something because it could change or it's hard to say no, because it mm -hmm. could be still could be a yes, you know? Um, so as much as I can just, is this like a absolute yes? Like hell yes, for sure. I'm mm -hmm. going to commit to it. But if I even have like a little bit like, uh, just like, no, for now, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm good. And I think that that will just help me clarify how my summer is going to go. And I think it will even help when I explain to someone like, Hey, this summer I'm really working on having an absolute yes and absolute no. It kind of feels like a maybe to me. So I'm just going to say no right now. Hope yeah. you that's how I, that's my policy, my summer policy. And that way it doesn't feel personal for someone. It's like, Nope, that's my summer policy. Yeah. I like so. that. No, for now too. Cause you, yeah. like you could change your mind later. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. idea of a summer policy. If, if you need an, if you need a yes, it's no for now. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. So strategy number two, schedule your vacations. Now, what does that look like for you? What does it sound like? Feel like, why is it important? Well, it's, in the name of course, but what yeah. it looks like for me is pulling out the calendar and saying, nope, this is when we're going to do a three-day weekend in the mm -hmm. up north. This is when we're going to do our vacation. Like we already purchased tickets for California. That's done. So it's like, Ooh. nope, no matter what, if someone's like, hey, Joel, can you do this? I'm like, well, let me look at my calendar. That's a no, you know, and you just know <laughs> that those things are prioritized. And, and so even if because there's no perfect summer, even if it gets a little too work heavy or too whatever heavy, you already know those are the, the for sure times that you're going to get away, rest a little bit. So scheduling those vacations now and yeah. not even just that big one, but like those little ones, like that three day vacation, or even just like, Hey, 
this Saturday, we're going to drive two hours to this nature reserve, like schedule those things now, put it on the calendar now mm -hmm. so that you yeah. control your schedule not someone else. Yeah. What about you? How does scheduling your vacation right now look like for you? Mine looks really similar. Ross and I actually just did the strategy last weekend. We printed out a paper calendar so we could Ross loves pen to paper. I love pen to paper. So we wrote out all of like, we're going to take this time for Ross's birthday. We're going to take this time for the fourth. Um, so then he could also put in his PTO days and then I could schedule around that. And we have our whole like summer vacations mapped out too. Mm -hmm. um, and it also makes it easy to like say no to other things that aren't necessarily vacation. Like we've got a lot going on this week. Like, well, it's not, to com we're not committing to anything in June or um, we're buying that house this year and we're not we're doing those projects and we have this stuff in the calendar already. So Love it's it. nice and it's all written out in pencil and it's taped up on our wall. So um, we're very visual people and it, yeah, it helps us. And I'm the type of person that can only like do so many things. I need so much more time to like rest and um, rejuvenate before I go back into a task or spend any time with people. So seeing things up there, I'm like, okay, that looks like about my bandwidth. Yeah. I'm a no for June. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Strategy three. Yeah. So strategy three is sign up now. So you actually do that. So turn your teacher guilt into something positive. So mm. when we say sign up, that could be sign up for summer learning, sign mm -hmm. up for summer yoga, sign up for summer, whatever, but do that now. So that like you take that guilt, like, oh, I already signed up for this. I, I guess I got to do it yeah. and turn it into something positive. So if you know that yoga in the park is going to be capped at 25 and you have to sign up all of a sudden this summer, as opposed to past summers, like sign up now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So what does that strategy look like for you, Jesse? For me, it looks like, um, already looking into the last year, the, the like Harriet yoga was canceled due to COVID. So for me, it looked like, is it happening this year? Are there any requirements? What are the dates? What are the times? Um, so this past weekend I looked it up. It's at 6 30 AM, no signups, just show up. I'm on the Facebook group. So I'll get any notifications. So I'm all, I have all the information that I need for that. And then for me, that also looks like telling a few people. So I have accountability buddies to actually get my butt there at six 30. So I've told my mom, I've told my friend, Caitlin, and I've told my sister, if anyone wants to come to yoga, I'm going to go every day. At least Love I'm going to try to. Love it. Um, and then also, yeah, we have like summer learn. Our district is really great. They, they pay us for like summer learning over um, if we sign up for anything, which is awesome. Um, and so for me, it's in my inbox as an action item for today to look through the summer courses and decide on any that I want to do and sign up now yeah. um, and not let the end of the year craziness, like I'll worry about that later. Cause I know if it's not in my inbox, I'm going to forget about it. And then it'll be August. I'm like, Oh, I never did any of those courses. Yep. So that's what it looks like for me. How about for you, Joel? Same. Like it's also on my to-do list. I just start it. So I don't forget to sign up for summer work and just okay. see what's available. And like, again, is it an absolute yes? Am I excited about that? Yes. Because even though it's something, usually it's stuff we know a little bit about, but it's like, I want to always get my pulse on what, what our district is doing. So sign up now. So I know those dates. Um, and then just getting curious about things that are already in my wheelhouse. So like, I still have some CrossFit classes that I've already paid for that, like mm -hmm. I can schedule and book, so like getting that done. And then kind of just doing some Google searches and saying, huh, what else might I be curious about? Do I want to yeah. take a few dance classes over the summer, or whatever? And just again, signing up now, cause you can always cancel. So you might as well sign up now and like, be like, well, I signed up for it. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. And just being really intentional with doing some things that bring me some joy over the summer. Yeah. So 
And then oh. we got a bonus strategy. Oh, What's yeah. the bonus strategy? The bonus strategy is to return to the urgent and important matrix. And we link this in the show notes if you want a visual, but um, that's all like um, urgent, important, I forget the four categories now, Joel. Yeah, what's what's urgent and important? What's just okay. urgent but not important? What's yeah. important but not urgent? And then what's neither urgent or important? So yes. as you're talking about these things, we we have po- past podcasts you can listen to about all this. Yeah. But it's really saying like, if you're really, really stuck, um, pull out that matrix and ask yourself, as you're planning, is this important? Then plan for it. Is it urgent? Then delegate it. If it's urgent and important, start working on it now. And if it's neither, don't worry about it. Like, let it go. Let it go. So, yeah, and we linked in the show notes, but it's also summer bonus number one. It's called the urgent and important matrix quick dive. And we get real deep into it. And it does, it really helps clarify in a visual way what's important. Love it. So, this strategy for me, like, I really, I think things are important when I'm like, okay, it's important for me, but like, it's nice to put it out on a, on a matrix and see, am I, is this just important? Cause I feel like it's important or I'm worried yeah. about what like my boss is going to think, or I'm worried about my colleagues are doing, or like what my husband's thinking of me because I have the summers off. Cause sometimes that can get in my head. Yeah. So putting it on and making sure like, okay, is this really important? Is this an urgent thing? Is this something I'm doing just cause other people, I think other people want me to do it. Um, so that's why this strategy is important for me. Yeah. And it's important for me too, because most of the things when we were naming off those 20 things of that ideal summer, um, those are all important to me, but they're not urgent. So it's not urgent that I like go on a walk with a friend today, but Mm -hmm. it's important. And anytime you put in that important category, it says underneath, it says plan, plan for it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's helpful for me to actually put those things on the matrix, on the grid, so that I can see that a lot of things aren't either urgent or important. Mm-hmm. Very few things are urgent during summer, but a lot of things are important. So to make sure that I plan for that, um, yeah. if it is important and being really intentional with it. So yeah, that's a wonderful reminder. Yeah. All right, Marigold, it's the action step. Start by visually visualizing and writing down your ideal summer. Use your senses. What will you be smelling, seeing, tasting, trying, feeling, and hearing this summer? Dream as big or as simple as you can. The only right way to do it is to plan for something that's authentic to you. Usually we tell you to pick a strategy that you want to focus on. This time, after reflecting and dreaming about your summer break, we want you to write down your summer boundaries. Write down what you're willing to do this summer and what you are not willing to do this summer. Put pen to paper with these boundaries first and then write down the other strategies you might need to prioritize your summer. Write down what you want to schedule and book ahead of time. Write down what needs to go on the calendar or what you or who you want to reach out to. If you're struggling with this process, pull out that urgent and important matrix to get your priorities clear. You want to get as specific as possible. Whatever your summer dream looks like for you, write it down, map out how you prioritize it. And remember, rest doesn't just happen. Do this now. And now it's time for commitments, inspirations, and celebrations. A big part of making true change through action is setting personal commitments, checking in with each other, and celebrating all of it along the way. So Joel, what are you committed to in the week ahead? Um, I'm committed to 
making sure I'm grounded first before making any more specific smart plans. So I have a few summer plans in set, but making sure before I um, plan for or prioritize anything that I am grounded first before I just start filling up my calendar and feeling mm -hmm. that I'm doing something over summer, but nope, what do I really want to do? And coming back to that absolute yes and absolute no as I do it. So what about you? What are you committed to? I don't know how to say this in a beautiful, eloquent way, like you just said, but I'm committed to just doing less, just doing and accomplishing mm. less. Mm. So yeah, filling up that calendar is definitely my, my go-to way of being. And I am going to intentionally just do less, plan less, mm. have slower days and embrace them. Cause I, you, I'm starting to feel better with embracing it and less bad about not accomplishing as much as I would like to. So I'm going to keep ticking away at that. Love it. <laughs> Inspirations? Um, yeah. I, my insertion these days has been Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max. It's an incredible show. People keep buzzing about it. It's with Kate Winslet. She directed it. It's just, it's so well done. But what I kind of like is HBO Max for their new shows unlike a Netflix where they release the whole season, they release one episode every week. Oh, cool. so it's like, and I think they release it like Sunday evening late. So we start to watch it on Monday and we started it yesterday and it's like, oh, like what's going to happen? And it's, I forgot what it's like to watch a show every week and just like not be able to no. just click on the next episode. And it's such a interesting case. She's a detective and they're investigating a kidnapping and a murder and all this stuff. And it's really, really well done, but it also talks about grief and loss and suicide and just all these real complex things that humans go through. So Mayor of Easttown, HBO Max. Thank you. Um, mine you? is mine's a book. It's uh, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Um, I just finished the audio book um, a couple weeks ago, and um, it's a fiction kind of fantasy-ish. I wouldn't even say it's fantasy, but um, yeah, this, the main character, she just is exploring with, um, I won't give away the beginning part because it's important, but she's exploring different versions of herself based on different regrets she's had. So mm. she she jumps into different lives based on just a split decision she made. Um, and it's just a beautiful like reminder of um, all the little tiny choices that we make up and like the different lives and paths we could be on or the, just being grateful for the ones we're in. It's just really well done. And the audiobook, the re, the person who read the audiobook book just has a beautiful voice. So mm. the Midnight Library, it's in the show. Love it. And what are you celebrating? Um, I'm celebrating the end of the school year. I mean, I've been celebrating the end of, I'm celebrating like all that we've done and accomplished during the school year, really yes. like the kids, um, all of our staff, uh, building wide, my like academic specialist English team, like man, has it been a freaking year and a half. And it's, I'm really proud of everybody that I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of my team. I'm proud of my students and I'm celebrating that. Yeah. How about you, Joel? Same. I think that. I'm celebrating that that first I'm even allowing myself to celebrate. I think at this time of year, it's like, okay, got that done. Next thing, mm -hmm. got that done. And I think that a beautiful thing about not being able to do all these end of year functions like we have been in the past is that it allows for simpler celebrations and simple mm -hmm. things to just enjoy with kids and staff, which has its pros and cons, of course, but it's allowed for me anyway, to be able to just say like, hey, 
like before we get to the next point, I just hope you know that like this is awesome and we can celebrate this. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's been such a year and I wanna make sure to continue to celebrate and to continue to reflect, mm -hmm. especially on all the hard things, especially at the beginning of the year, so. Absolutely. Um, so Marigolds, you'll find everything from this episode in our show notes. We can't say it enough on the Marigold Force podcast. True change only happens with action. We'll see you next week on the Marigold Force podcast. You did it. Another week of prioritizing yourself and taking action. Your community needs the best you and you're bringing it. If this podcast is making a huge difference in your life, consider sharing it with a friend or colleague at your school. We're on a mission to help more teachers steer clear of burnout, and we cannot do it alone. Click that share button now. And we'll see you next week, dear Marigolds. Keep blooming. Keep blooming.